Chapter 2 Note of Doom Dr. Bleakman glared at me. Susan, if you have something to say, I expect you to raise your hand. Well, excuse me, I thought, but there was no sense in making things worse than they already were. So I raised my hand. When Dr. Bleakman pointed at me, I said, as politely as I could, What happened to Ms. Schwartz? That is a private matter. What was that supposed to mean? Was she pregnant? Did she have some horrible disease? Did she get fired? And whatever it was, why hadn't she warned us? Why hadn't she said goodbye? Without thinking about what I was doing, I stood up and said, I want to know where she is. Dr. Bleakman looked at me in surprise. His cheeks got redder. Do you know the meaning of the word private, Miss Simmons? Yes, sir, I said quietly and slipped back into my seat. While I sat there fuming, Dr. Bleakman blathered on about how he expected us to behave for our new teacher. Then he turned us over to Mr. Smith and left the room. As I watched him go, I wondered if Dr. Bleakman had secretly fired Ms. Schwartz. I had always suspected he didn't like her, mostly because she didn't do things by the book. I had heard them arguing about it once when I came back to school to get some papers I had left behind. Ms. Schwartz, I must ask you to show more respect for the curriculum, Dr. Bleakman had been saying when I walked into the room. Boy, did that set Ms. Schwartz off. Can't you respect the fact that the kids are learning? She grabbed the sides of her head in frustration. Clumps of her frizzy black hair stuck out between her fingers. Listen, Horace, the kids will get more out of six weeks of doing a play than six months of dittos and workbooks. Suddenly, I wondered if having Mr. Smith meant that we wouldn't be doing our play. I began waving my hand in the air again. Yes, Miss Simmons? asked Mr. Smith. Miss Simmons again. Were we going to have to talk like that for the rest of the year? Are we still going to do our play? Mr. Smith lifted one blonde eyebrow in astonishment. Play? Of course we're not going to do a play. We're here to work. I sank back into my seat. Sixth grade was going bad faster than a dead fish on a hot day. I could hear the other kids start to murmur their protests. Mr. Smith slapped his ruler against his desk. Dr. Bleakman hired me to straighten this class out. I can see now that what he told me about you was correct. Things have gotten completely out of control in this room. Actually, that was only half true. Our room wasn't out of control. It just wasn't under Dr. Bleakman's thumb. Since most of us had already spent five years in rooms where the teachers did things Dr. Bleakman's way, we knew very well what he wanted a room to be like. No question about it, Ms. Schwartz's room didn't fit the bill. But as far as we were concerned, things were going just fine. And not just because we were having a good time. We were also learning more than we ever had before. My father claimed we were learning and having a good time for the same reason. Ms. Schwartz knew how to make things interesting. For example, on the first day of school, Ms. Schwartz stood at the front of the room 
and held up the sixth-grade reading book, Rockets and Flags, popularly known as Rodents and Fleas. This, she said, is not a good book. She held it away from her with two fingers like a soggy tissue and dropped it into the bottom drawer of her desk. I know a better one. In fact, I know hundreds. Then she pulled a huge cardboard box from under her desk and started passing around stacks of paperback novels for us to choose from. We spent the rest of the year reading real books. Sometimes we all read the same one, sometimes we all read something different. I remember mornings when we spent the entire reading period arguing about what some character should have done. Kids who had never liked reading before were really getting into it. Unfortunately, Mr. Smith didn't believe in that kind of thing.